My name is Mark K. Daniels, and this is my podcast. Do I have a name for it yet? Absolutely not, but that's okay. Um, I'm at my parents' house right now. I'm taking a sabbatical from work. I've been off since September 11th, and I am almost liberated at this point, at least mentally. So what are we going to talk about? Random stuff? have no idea. <clears throat> Look, the whole idea is I don't expect anyone to be listening to this, and that's okay. I also need the practice desperately. So, if I can take the words of Les Brown, if anything is worth doing, it's worth doing bad. I think he said badly if I'm to quote him, but here we are. Pretty much my passion is to train people on dog education. The experience of having a good and fun household with the canine and a professional standing. My background is military working dog handler. And uh, yeah, I'm here in my parents' basement right now because I need to practice. What do I have down for topics? Nothing. Literally nothing planned. I just made it up. A couple hours ago that I stopped procrastinating. It literally took me that long to get down to the basement of my parents' house, set this up, talk to one of my best friends in the world, and his encouragement kind of went a long way. So here we are. I've um, recorded podcasts in the I've recorded podcasts in the past with other people, and um, don't exactly know how that's gonna go, but um, it's. It's a process. If anything, I have an alias called I am the process in flesh. It's actually an email if you ever want to do that. I am the process in flesh at gmail.com. And if you happen to be one of the relatives or friends that's listening to this, feel free to email me there. Um, because that is my focused email section where I have a coach. My coach's name is Brian Elwood, by the way. And... You know, maybe we should talk about that. A funny story how I end up meeting him. I uh, I messaged a lot of people for one-on-one coaching. Some of them were completely out of my price range. And um, some of them were very nice and cordial. It just wasn't in their business model to do one-on-one coaching. Um, no knock to any of them. I still do and love following their programs or their courses. But... This guy, Brian, you know, took me on and said, yeah, I got time for you. I got, I got the energy. In fact, a person like you fits my business model. And I found that breathtaking, a breath of fresh air. I was in Afghanistan. I'm on webcam with this dude. Just trying to figure out what I'm going to do for real estate specifically. Mind you, you just heard me say, I want to do dog education, dog entertainment, and everything that encompasses that topic. But I'm talking about real estate. Well, at some point, a question came up to me about, hey, what do you really want? And that's part of this process, finding out what I really want. I keep coming up with answers, and sometimes I think they're genuine, and sometimes when I look at myself in the mirror, I think, 
I'm only convincing myself they're genuine. If we get down to the bare bones of it, I don't know what I want. I have an idea. One idea is I want to be home with my family. Deploying is hella whack. Like, it's so trash. You're not going to meet a contractor that's worth any honesty. That's like, oh yeah, this is the life. Unless they're running from something. And that's a whole other psychological episode I'm not equipped to talk about. But that's what I noticed. What's my surrounding like? I'm here in my parents' basement. The dogs are running upstairs. Um, my uncle's doing his contracting work. Like actual, like on a business locally contracting. And I'm just here, uh, you know, bumming it, crashing. Trying to figure this out. I keep looking at the time on my computer. And man. <laughs> Episode zero is... uh making me sweat. I'm glad I'm by myself. I was going to ask someone to come on with me. I was going to ask my, my friend Brandon Buford to come on with me. He'll he'll come on to the podcast later. I'd rather make only one of us sound like trash before I take both of us down. But, um, gosh, if you ever listen to this, Buf, thanks for the encouragement. It, number one reason why I fell through with this tonight is because he just keeps hitting me with, I'm proud of you. You're always doing something keep me motivated and I gotta tell you as flattering as that sounds I feel like shit when people say that to me because I'm not where I want to be in life I'm not there we got the pipes going while the recording's going I'm taking mental note of all of this because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to make a sound studio you know cognitive dissonance is just down the street from me and um not like running distance, driving distance. And man, I, I kind of always wanted to be on that show. Actually, um, it got introduced to them, their show by, by Ishmael Brown on uh, Angry Black Rent. I, I love that podcast. He was one of the dudes that actually encouraged me to, to do a podcast when I told him about it. And him and his producer, Flo, just... Hit me with the motivation, man. Here's the thing. I'm grasping at other people's encouragement and belief in me more than my own. <laughs> and I'm not even seven minutes into this, and I feel like I'm pulling nails. Golly. All right. So we're just talking about focusing on what I want. This podcast is about me. I don't know exactly how long this podcast is going to run, but... I'm, I'm going to keep it going. So, uh, an exercise I encourage everyone to practice or utilize is write down your perfect day. Again, my, my coach, he, he had me write that down. I wrote down some pretty weird stuff. I, I You know what? I should ask him about that one day. In fact, I'll probably send this podcast to him and or at least this episode and and be like, hey man, what did you think about my perfect day? We gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about how weird it was. I here's the thing. I'm hoping that I wasn't the weirdest one, but I think I have to be in the top five. Because I went into depth with some stuff that's just not atypical. And that's 
what I like to think is okay, but how do you know? How do you know unless you ask? I wonder if my audio is okay. I wonder about a lot of things. I'm going to listen to, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm just going to, I'm going to, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm just going to add it to Anchor. I'm going to add it to Libsyn and just go from there, man, because it's worth doing bad. That's what I got to keep telling myself. By no means am I like, oh yeah, let's just suck, but I got to, this is my proclamation doing it bad. <laughs> uh, so, other things I'm involved in, other than constant dog education and encouraging people. Um, other things I really enjoy, um, stocks. I really love day trading. I um, was a bad day trader at one point, and now I'm a new beginner day trader. And this has taken process decades apart. Uh, not decades, a decade apart. In my early 20s, um, you know, 19, my early 20s, I, I, um, I definitely did large cap day trading. Uh, subject to the PDT rule, and once I enlisted and caught wind of making a little bit of money, at the time, what I perceived to be a lot of money, uh, I managed to get past the PDT rule, and I really screwed it up. Man, that PDT rule really saves people's hinds, and um, it doesn't get as appreciated as it should. I understand how annoying it could be, doing three trades a day, and limited to that, but man, this new process I got going on, I'm, I'm really redefining it, I'm really getting it down. I can't take any can't take any credit for it at all. I mean, I'm I'm doing the study and I'm doing the practicing, but uh, it's this. Mind you, I'm not sponsored by any of these people I mentioned or anything like that. For all one of you listening, um, it's just things I got going on. So, pretty controversial figure. His name's Timothy Sykes. He gets into a lot of I don't know online and lawsuit debates over his course of. Uh, publicity but his penny stock trading process works it's not a overnight millionaire process but it just so happens to be a thing i love to do and it's a thing that another guy does better and i'm gonna check out his program or not gonna check out i am in his program so it's been a process i love what this dude tim bowen has going on it's called stocks to trade and Man, that's that's a hell of a cool network and group to be in. I was just in Florida September 20th for a event, a convention, Stocks to Trade convention. And man, it was so much better than invading Area 51. I'm happy I took my time to go to Florida instead of invading Area 51. Because it's a passion of mine. My, my company is called Leash Legacy. And Leash Legacy consists of three principles. You have home-based business, you have stocks, and you have real estate. Pretty much it boils down to business, investing, real estate portfolio. And those three have a wide range of things you can do within them. So, for example, what led me to Brian Elwood was I want to do real estate investing. 
I'm about to get into wholesaling, <clears throat> even though that's not exactly what he teaches, but he's also my entrepreneur coach. And I got to tell you, I've been on one-on-one -on -one calls with this guy and he's really made me iron out my process of what it's going to take to get me to my goal. My goal is to be back home with my family and to live comfortably and free and without restriction of enjoying life with them. I think there's a pretty good example he gives on one of his, uh, I think it's a one of five free, it's like a, almost like a webinar. Well, I would say it is a webinar where he's speaking, he's talking about, I think it's in the first episode where it's, hey, you know, if 50,000 is what you need, and genuine passive income. And mind you, when I say the term passive income, that doesn't just mean, oh, you show up, money shows up. It means you've put in place a process that now makes you money that took a while beforehand, but now you're to a point where you're making that money now. In this case, the example, my number happens to be 50K. If I can make 50K a year with real estate, for example, I get the rentals, I I put all the, the teams together and the contractors and the property managers and stuff, and that will bring me home to my family. That will let me live a, a abundantly comfortable life. In fact, that's a little luxurious in my opinion. Um, we've redefined the process to where I only need a few thousand a month to actually make it back to America. Because I got to tell you, Random explosions suck, and that's the real deal. I'm not out here saving Private Ryan, but you know what I'm also not out here doing? I'm not trying to be out here and catch a Medal of Honor either, and that's the real deal. I don't have a problem with the people that I deploy to. It turns out my country does. It's not for all the good reasons. Maybe a little controversial, but I decided on the podcast I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want. And that's the way it should be. Um, oh gosh, I have this really good friend I met in a lot. And he happens to be a coach as well, an entrepreneur coach. And I'm going to say some stuff that's pretty unfavorable. I was in multi-level marketing process called World Ventures. One I enjoyed that most people are just like, oh, it's a scam and stuff like that. For those, it may, it may have been a scam to you. For me, it wasn't. It was the real deal. It is the real deal. It's the chance I may just get back into it when the funds and time are granted to me when I make it that way. I, I love traveling. I love going out and doing things. But for, I'm, I digress. The whole deal is, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, Zohar. And he asked me what I wanted as far as my own business well he, he's, he pretty much asked me well what would I do for free and my answer at the time was god I think I said his name wrong by the way him and his wife are the sweetest though they, they showed me around a lot they're from Israel and they invited me back and other than being broke sometimes this entrepreneur life is the business I, I digress again the relevant question the relevant question was, what would you do for free? And at the time, I told him I would handle a dog. I would do detection. I would 
pretty much play hide and seek with the dog with an odor or substance because that's where my mindset was at that time. I love that. I, I, I love being attached to a dog, whether it be on a leash or have that emotional and mental attachment and working. That's fun. I feel the same way about that process as I do about looking at intraday charts or looking at a 30-year process of what the stock market has gone through as far as the NASDAQ, for example. And if we're getting down to some really deep feelings, I feel the same way about dogs and looking at charts as I do about being in a house. Being in a house is a big deal for me. It is a huge deal. I was adopted. Um, my parents' house, who I'm in right now, made sure I was in a home. My parents' brother and sister, they they made sure I was in a home. And that that's a big deal to me. So I've never actually bought my own home. I'm in the process of doing that, potentially. But the idea of having a home is comforting to me. It's euphoric. It's, it's safe. It feels good. And that's actually what I'm basing my business around. And I don't know how to articulate that in a elevator pitch yet. If I were to go on Shark Tank right now, I could eat alive and it'd be embarrassing. And you know what? I'm starting to get okay with embarrassing. I was on a call today, not a call, but a, a webinar with a pretty popular figure right now named Billy Jean is Marketing. I'm part of his genius group and I'm a, I'm a lifelong member now. And I, I bought his program while I was in Afghanistan. And one, one of the guys who was an excellent salesman, an excellent person just to talk to. Um, I don't know if he would describe himself as a salesman, but dude was putting down some real stuff about why not invest in marketing for your specific business, you know, showing how. You know, and I, I ran the numbers just like he did. As of right now, November 6, 2019, pretty much Walmart spends a dollar for every five dollars they make. Every dollar Walmart spends on marketing, they make five dollars. And now add billions onto that because these are multi billion dollar corporations that the example was shown as far as display goes. And man, I, I was just thinking. I've been doing a lot of this all wrong. So if I can just make this all go back full circle, all these things that I'm looking into, I'm sitting here asking myself, I, I see a, I see a Brian Elwood getting into his passion and teaching. I see an Andre Hatchet into his passion and teaching. I see a Billy Jean into his passion and teaching and all these other people as well. And there's some dog people out there as well. You know, I'll, I'll list ones as, as far as, uh, He's very popular is Caesar Milan. I, I don't know the guy, but I gotta tell you, I grew up watching him and he loves dogs. I love dogs and he made a living doing it. He didn't have to be on TV either. He made a life to where it was catered to him. And I think that's awesome. And that's the route I'm going. At least that's the route I wanna be. And those three principles I mentioned earlier are the route I'm taking. 
right now I'm focused on this month on wholesaling my parents have a business and it is wholesaling but it's not their primary business they do other things but someone needs to take the torch and you know start making deals start start putting out offers and I don't know how to make my voice big enough unless it's through marketing I also don't know what I'm doing if I just market myself without the education that I'm getting from in this case a Brian Elwood so I mean I'm noticing I'm doing a lot of name dropping a lot of random topics but if I can pat myself on the back I did close to 21 minutes coming up and all by myself so what's going on for this episode zero I think out of all of this Marquet's process as of right now is there are relevant questions that have taken place to lead me to this current position I'm in in life and there's execution of a plan that's led me to this certain place that I'm in in life and I'm just not happy with it yet but the questions are valuable relevant questions are valuable and I hope you take away a lot from that for my proverbial audience the hypothetical people I'm starting a process of coaching myself turns out I've been doing it for free for a long time and now I understand how to just start monetizing it but um, as of right now I'm, I'm really looking into supplementing some sort of income so I can stop deploying Let, let's let's talk on that for a minute I'm, I'm gonna take 10 15 20 maybe an hour and a half just to complain <clears throat> so start off in the military as far as a professional career goes well my actual first job ever was with my uncle he does what other people would consider construction but he's a local contractor in the county right well I got my work ethic from that guy and you know you carry that on through life I went to the military specifically the Air Force literally the best branch not a debate and um, yeah I, I it was a big deal and eventually like a marriage me and the Air Force just had differences and we had the part ways so you know we split up it's all good no harm no foul um, but instead of going the path that I wish I went in hindsight which is entrepreneurship I uh, I went to contracting I was a failed entrepreneur by the end of my enlistment a multi failed entrepreneur from multi-level marketing to dog training on my own when Leash Legacy was first created in like 2010 but I really didn't start acting on it until 2012 or 13 I didn't start telling people literally about it until 2013 but uh, man for it for me to grow or Leash Legacy to grow with me I had to go through some some transformations 
and unfortunately the military life is a part of that which led me to contracting which is just a higher paid echelon of being military most contractors are prior law enforcement or prior military very small percentage are from a different background than that some of them are like admin and things of that nature but majority strong majority come from military law enforcement background and sometimes the combination of both but uh so yeah just like the principle of being in the rat race goes i i just started getting the paychecks from a different form of the government instead of department of defense it was department of state instead of forfeiting my rights as a military person does I'm a civilian now that has rights. I can just up and quit, I suppose. And Don't get me wrong. The more money you make, the more comfortable you end up being. Been a contractor for a little over three years. Overseas now. Um, I guess five years and regarding total time. But, man, the money that contracting brings in just wasn't worth it because I wasn't focused on my goal. Like, um, but you met, I, I met some interesting people there that have the same ambitions and larger ambitions than my own. Some of them being real estate investing. And it was nice to talk to those people about it. And eventually I'll probably have them on my show to talk to them about their progress. And eventually they'll probably have me on their show because you, you make friends along this way, which I'm very proud of at this rate because that wasn't always easy. But I guess the whole thing I'm saying is contracting sucks. Being in the military sucked. Um, and you wonder what it's all for. So I'm to a point now where I don't want all my experience and all my heartache to go to waste but you gotta mold into this different person to continue on and that may seem vague but <clears throat> I know somebody out there understands me somebody has to feel me on that I'm not the same person I suppose I was when I was 18 the essence of me is still the same I, I feel comfortable saying but my understanding is completely different and um, I'm trying not to beat myself up as far as hindsight being 2020, but I also want to be honest and say, you know, I, I do regret going into the military. I do regret going contracting. Uh, I have these conversations with family and friends a lot, and they're like, what well, it made you who you were and who you are and the process of your growth. And I'm like, sure, yeah, you know, I can't undo time and I can't. I can't pull a flash and run around the world a few times or disrupt some waves and, and what I had going on in my life, but here's what I really wish I did. I wish I would have stuck with this ambition I have to this present day. It's what I had back in my early teens and in my late 20s, all the way through there. I wish it was focused as to what I'm doing now, which is just going for it. And sometimes I challenge myself to go for it even more. 
and what does that mean um i'm in limbo right now to i've already made up in my head i'm, I'm not going back to afghanistan the company i have been working for doesn't know that and um i really don't feel bad saying that actually saying that out loud feels amazing literally feels amazing I'm not going back to Afghanistan on some work tip. The next time I go back to Afghanistan will be on my leisure time. Yes, you heard me correct. I will leisurely go back and have a good time in Afghanistan. And it won't be some protected display. The people there are so kind and sweet and, and rich in culture and Go down the list of these honorable things to mention. And here's the deal. It's not as dangerous as the media will make you think because I'm, I'm there. I'm literally there. You really do have a higher risk of being hurt in America than you do in Afghanistan. Not a debate. That's just real. I'm not saying the obvious issues over there aren't abundant, aren't clear. But you also can't say America doesn't have a process or a hand in that. So initially, that's that's the new kick in the butt that I have. I'm not going back. That feels really good to say out loud. Why not tell my employer? Because fuck them. That's why. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of you feel that way, and it's okay to. To be honest about that, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever going to be comfortable enough to come up and be like, well, Mark Hay, you know, the person who's doing this podcast is a lazy piece of shit or Mark Hay is undependable or anything like that. In this case, contracting is an individual sport and that company specifically is going to run like a capitalist business in this case the worst side of capitalism but it's a business nonetheless I had my gains from it and they had their gains from me and we're gonna part ways if I could just emphasize how good it feels to say I'm just not doing that mission or that tasking anymore ah, man that's that's like a cold beer on a hot hot shingle roofing day if you don't know what that means that means it's a really hard day and a crisp beer is the feeling i just got saying that i'm not going back to afghanistan i'm literally choosing not to do it and that matters it's a choice but where am i in limbo there's a there's a chance that i may go back to iraq just to uh get some funds up but essentially I don't see why I shouldn't be able to do that here but if I'm thinking out loud I already have some things in motion like my VA loan I don't know it's it's nice to say I don't know and be genuine but in the same token I don't know is also a scary place to be in that realm of uncertainty. I think Robert Kiyosaki 
in an old interview would say being an entrepreneur is like jumping out of an airplane and building the parachute on your way down. And I think a lot of people have a good process of how to make that transition without doing that. But hats off and salute to those who have done it that way. Man, there's this guy named um, Jay Massey that uh, had real struggle, like real struggle. I actually listened to him on Brian Elwood's podcast. Uh, I think it's still called 12 Houses to Freedom. And he interviewed him. I listened to his brother talk about how his wife had serious medical problems he couldn't pay for. He has children. They're broke. And he jumps into real estate. And I'm not saying jumps into like no knowledge or anything. He's a relatively smart dude. And um, if I remember the conversation correctly, he had minor experience into it. But stuff really didn't kick in. His instinct of survival didn't really kick in until those situations came up where it was like, I don't have enough insurance for my wife and my kids. How am I going to eat? Things like that. Although I don't necessarily want to ever be in that situation again, not not intentionally, I don't think anyone ever goes for discomfort. I can appreciate the lessons that people have lived, that's a living lesson that man went through that I'm benefiting from. I don't know if that makes sense, but I heard his story and it resonated with me. I just think it's important to uh, I think it's important to find out where you really want to be because when you end up being deployed you can't always just go home right away and I can't imagine that I don't have a wife or anything like that but if she was ill you know I forget what actor is but legally companies have to you know in in the situation of being deployed when you're significant or your relative like your mom or dad or your guardian or are about to die or there's a natural disaster that they typically are obligated to make sure you make it back home the the, the needs of the company don't outweigh your personal needs right um, and this guy, he, man, literally the definition of a real American, in the proverbial sense of pulling himself up by his bootstraps. And Jay Massey is an amazing person that I would have never known about if I didn't listen to my coach's podcast, essentially. And I want to be that resilient. I want to say I'm that way. But when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm not built like that. Not yet. I suppose there's a lot of insecurity in this first episode. That's cool. That's all right. Um, Because that's the real me. Uh, I think I said it once before. I don't really believe in myself much. But I I sure as hell leverage the belief other people got in me. Um, I think that may be the deciding factor why I haven't gone full-fledged on this. I, I talked to my financial advisor. Um, I'm not going to say her actual name. I'd rather say uh, 
we call her M16. She was a commander in the Air Force while I was enlisted. And now she's my financial advisor and she guides me accordingly and tells me where I'm bleeding from my account pretty much and tells me when I'm splurging. And good God, man, I have a new perspective on having a will. I've had one ever since I was 18, but now it's different. It's completely different now. We talk about things like compound interest being that of the most powerful force in the universe. We, it's, a, it's a point we both agree on and how setting up for my, not just life insurance, but retirement is essential. Mind you, I just turned 32 and I remember initially taking my retirement funds from when I was in my 20s, from the enlisted ones, which really wasn't that much, now that I look back on it. But at the time, I was thinking, man, you know, I better keep this stuff in my Roth IRA. Blase, blase. I took that money out because I find the Roth IRA not to really help you in retirement. But I could easily put that money that I saved back into an account now and and start from there. But the compound interest over time, you know, it would it would have been money given to me, I guess. So, yeah, me and M16 are talking about all this stuff as far as retirement goes. And it's just one of those things you have to spend time doing. So I think I'm going to wrap this up We're we're about to touch 40 minutes of rambling. Um. I'm just going to publish this. Fuck it, man. Uh, I don't even know what the name of the show is going to be yet. But uh, I'll put this out there. See what it's... See what I'm going to do. And Day of Training 2 starts tomorrow. We're on dot one right now. And this is a hoot. I'm actually about to finish these uh, these five free webinars that my guy sent out and man I'm not going to re-listen to this none of that I'm just going to I'm just going to send it out so typically supposed to do this at the beginning of the podcast but if you got anything for me my name is Mark A. Daniels you can email me at I am the process in flesh at gmail.com. Um, I'm gonna do the Ishmael Brown thing and uh, hey, leave a five star review. I don't care if I didn't earn it, <laughs> I'm a millennial, I'm entitled to it. <laughs> oh man, where is this going? Where am I going? I think I just spent a lot of time doing some dead air, and I just remember that being a thing you're not supposed to do. I don't know if you all know who Michael Wood Jr. is, but um, I really like what that dude's all about. I've been following who he was ever since like 2015, 14, I think, and he doesn't know it, but he had me on his podcast. I was under a different alias, and... um, 
man. Dead air. With that in mind, I am the process in flesh at gmail.com. I'm out.